who should take over as Arizona State's head coach in 2023? We're going to talk about that on this edition of the Locked on Sun Devils podcast. Our Locked on Sun Devils, your daily podcast on the Arizona State Sun Devils. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, hi, hello, and welcome to the Locked on Sun Devils podcast. My name is Richie Bradshaw. I am your guide for everything Arizona State Sun Devils. Thank you all so much for making this your first listen of the day. Remember, it's free and available on all platforms, including YouTube, if you want to check us out in a visual platform. Of course, wherever you do get your podcast, though, make sure you hit like and subscribe. Turn on those notifications to get an update every time we post new content. To stay in touch with that content, you can go ahead and follow me on Twitter. You can find me at richiebrads 36 you can also find the podcast on Twitter as well at LO underscore Sun Devils. Before we get started, I'd like to thank LinkedIn Jobs for being the official college football recruiting sponsor across the Locked On College Network. LinkedIn helps you find the candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash Locked On College. Terms and conditions, of course, will apply. It's never too early. Start a good old-fashioned conversation about who your team should and should not hire. And that's pretty much where we're going to find ourselves today is talking about who Arizona State should go for and you know potentially who they should not go for for their head coaching opportunities currently with the vacancy. Now, let it be known before we get started that I am not opposed to uh, Sean Aguano and potentially being the long-term head coach depending on how the rest of the season goes. But I mean, if you, if you lose out, obviously he's not going to be your head coach. If you can find a way to be bowl eligible, like six and six. Okay. I'll, I'll listen. We can start that conversation. If you find a way to win eight or more games, Holy cow. Yeah. Uh, no, this is an easy decision. Just promote him. Uh, you know, we'll see. There was a report that came out from my good friend, Cole Tompum over at, um, 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 um uh, Oh my gosh, right. Devil's Digest. That's what it's called. Over at Devil's Digest. He's been on the show before. Love Cole. Uh, give him a follow on Twitter. If you uh, need need some more people to follow, you can find him at Ham and Analysis. Uh, but Cole had tweeted out that essentially during the uh, practices that were going on uh, yesterday, that uh, Aguano had some music that was pumping through the uh, th- through the speakers and it just kind of gave a different atmosphere for the players, for the staff and for the people going to the, go- going to the practices and just kind of enjoying themselves a little bit more and feeling more of a vibe of, you know, just actually enjoying a moment instead of it being too business and too professional, which, you know, older generations like Herm Edwards can kind of be accustomed to. And I mean, there's nothing wrong with that at all. I mean, more focus, right. But I mean, you're going to have a lot more players respond to, you know, their coaches trying to relate to them. And part of that can be cranking some rap music or some top 40 stuff or uh, hip hop and R&B, you know, whatever, whatever the kids are really into. Hard rock would be awesome. You know, if they crank some metalcore for me, put on some Asking Alexandria. I'm here for it. But uh, neither here nor there. So the bottom line there is that I would not be opposed to Aguano being promoted if you end up getting a good response from the rest of the staff and especially the students honorable mentions i'm, I'm going to roll through like six guys that 
are in my like top six essentially. Uh, the only the only real order is numbers one, two, and three, four, five, and six are kind of shuffle. Uh, put them around. Uh, honorable mentions. I just threw a bunch of names together that I've heard linked to Arizona State. Uh, the first one is Hugh Freeze, the current Liberty head coach. He has some experience in the SEC. He was Ole Miss's head coach for a minute and actually beat, uh, what's his name? Nick Saban in back-to-back seasons became one of two coaches to ever do that. Uh, he'd be very interesting. Someone threw out Deion Sanders. I don't know how realistic that is because I think he's really trying to establish himself at Jackson State. Remember, he just got the number one prospect in the country to commit to Jackson State. That's a really big deal. I can't imagine he's trying to leave that program anytime soon. Plus, I mean, he's still only in his first season. I don't even know what Jackson State's record is right now. If I'm being honest, I'm going to pull it up here and take a look. Uh, they are currently, what is that, 3-0? Looks like they're 3-0, and so good for them. They are off to a good start, obviously, and looks like they're blowing out their opponents pretty good. So, yeah, Dion would be interesting. He's definitely someone that the kids would definitely want to be around. Uh, Mike Norvell is another name who would really, really, really uh, just match my fancy because part of it is he was the offensive coordinator for Arizona State during the Todd Graham era. Went to Memphis, had good success, and now he's at Florida State, and he's turning that program around. I don't know why you would leave Florida State to go to Arizona State, but hey, you know, I'd welcome him back with open arms if he wanted to go back to this program that, you know, he treated him great, and he seemed to appreciate his time as well. Uh, Dan Mullen is another guy who's kind of been thrown around. His last tenure at Florida was pretty underwhelming to me, and he's currently an ESPN analyst. I'm not sure if he's really interested in getting back into coaching, especially for like an Arizona state, but it's worth noting uh, Josh Gaddis, the offense coordinator at Miami. He's worked with some pretty talented guys over the last couple of years, including Derek King and this year, uh, Tyler Van Dyke, uh, Jim Leonard, the Wisconsin defense coordinator. He is primed to be a head coach. Eventually. Now I would prefer to have an offensive minded head coach. And all of the guys I've mentioned so far are pretty close to being offensive minded. But Jim Leonard would be a massive exception for me. That dude knows how to coach up defenses and he's super smart. And it shocks me. He hasn't gotten a head coaching opportunity yet. Yeah. I'd be all over Jim Leonard if he wanted to come here. And then the last honorable mention here is Jeff Grimes, a Baylor offense coordinator. Another dude who I think is just doing wonders with that program. And I mean, they got, they got a really nice thing going on right now with that offense, with the current head coach they have. And now I'm drawing a blank on his name. Uh, Dave Aranda. They, they got, they got a great thing going on in Baylor. They really are starting to figure everything out. And Jeff Grimes is a huge part of the reason for that. All right, let's go through my top six. We're going to go two at a time and hop in between breaks on those segments. First guy, I don't know how huge I am on this, but there's, there's factual reasoning behind it. And I will get to that. Uh, Kenny Dillingham comes in at number six for me. Dillingham is the offense coordinator at Oregon. He doesn't have a ton of hands-on experience. I believe this is like his fifth year as an offensive coordinator or something like that, which is still more than I initially thought he had. But this is his first true like experience in like a, a big-name program and having as much reign as he does with the Oregon Ducks. And so far, you know, it's it's looking... Pretty good for him. I, prior to that, he was 
a quarterbacks and offensive coordinator for uh, Auburn and Florida State, but again, didn't necessarily have a lot of reign over what was going on in those programs compared to now at Oregon. He definitely has got a lot more experience to him. He's a really young guy, too. He's 32 years old, so that would definitely be something that's attractive to Arizona State is trying to get a younger, like a mentality, I guess. I'm not sure what what I'm trying to word that as, but it, it would definitely be something that would intrigue the Sun Devils. And for what it's worth, he is a Sun Devil alum. He graduated from the university back in 2012. So if ASU came calling, there's there's definitely some dots to connect there. And that may be interesting to him to go back to the university he graduated from and become the head coach of their football team. I'm sure that that might be like a dream come true for him. I, I'm not speaking on his behalf, but who knows? I mean, if Arizona State called me to be the head coach, goodness gracious, I, I would be there so fast and make your head spin. Uh, next guy I have before we hop into our first break, it's Tom Herman. Herman is currently unemployed. He's not anywhere. Last year, he was an offensive analyst for the Chicago Bears uh, with the, um, oh my gosh, what was his name? Um, Matt Nagy during uh, the the Matt Nagy era. And when uh, Matt Eberflus, or however you pronounce his last name, I believe it's Eberflus, uh, the current head coach for the Bears came in. He did not opt to uh, keep Herman around. And now Herman is just kind of, hanging out, doing his thing. Herman was a very good head coach during his little stretch from 2015 to 2020. His first two years in Houston before Texas sniped him, uh, he went 22-4, and four, which included a 13-1 record and a first-place finish in the AAC and a win in the Peach Bowl. Finishes in number 18 that year. I believe his quarterback was De'Aaron King, if I'm not mistaken. I just mentioned him, funny enough. And, and then he goes to Texas, and the Texas standards are just too high, regardless of the fact that they're a mediocre program. Call a spade a spade, as a famous Richie Bradshaw has said an umpteenth amount of times. And he still managed to go 32-18 and 18 in his four years with Texas, including a 10-4 and four season in 2018 where he won the Sugar Bowl. By the way, he is undefeated in bowl games, people. He is 5-0 and in bowl games. This is, this is a guy who has been there. And he knows how to coach teams up. It's shocking to me that he's unemployed and like a smaller college hasn't called him. You know, maybe they have. And he just feels that it could be beneath him. And he thinks that he can do a better job with a different program. And, you know, you can't blame him for that. Like, you just know your value kind of thing. But, you know, end of the day, I think Arizona State would be a really good fit for him. I hadn't really considered him previously just because I hadn't heard his name in so long. And when I came to find out that uh, he ended up like just not having a job currently, man, he, he would be one of the first people I'd call, honestly. So I like the idea of Tom Herman. Uh, I like the idea of Kenny Dillingham. And I especially like the idea of the next few guys that I have listed ahead of them, which we'll go ahead and talk about in just one moment. But first, I got to tell you about our friends over at LinkedIn. These days, every potential new hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business. You want to be 100% certain that you're going to have access to the best qualified candidates available. That's why you need to check out LinkedIn Jobs now. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free. Here's what you need to do. 
you need to go to LinkedIn jobs right now and create a free job post. Then add your job and the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring. Simple tools such as screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skill sets and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. It's why small businesses rank LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn jobs helps you find the candidates you want to talk to faster. Did you know that over 4 million people check out LinkedIn every single week looking for jobs? This is the place to look. So post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on college. Again, that's linkedin.com slash locked on college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions will apply, of course. Another uh, another place I want to talk to you guys about real quick is My Nerds Solar. So for all of us out here in Arizona, you live in a sunny state, and it's very likely that you've had a few people stop by to offer you free solar, because I know I have seemingly every single day. It's very likely that you're going through the same stuff. The truth is many of these companies aren't local, and because of that, they're using misleading tactics and end up overcharging homeowners. If you've considered solar, but something fell off, then you're going to like today's sponsor. My Solar Nerd's mission is simple. Help you get the best solar system to fit your needs. The guys at MySolarNerd.com are local and understand the nuances of going solar in Arizona. They've been doing this for a while and understand that an educated customer is a happy customer. With no pressure approach, we'll make sure your all your questions get answered. They firmly believe that if you live in Arizona, switching to solar should mean saving money. Once you're ready, they'll put their industrial or industry knowledge to work for you by choosing the best equipment, warranties, and BBB accredited installer. They'll also help you figure out all the credits and incentives you may want to qualify for, and they'll make sure that your transition to solar is as smooth as possible by managing their entire project for you and keeping you updated all along the way. Our listeners are getting a $50 Amazon gift card when they book a no-commitment evaluation, this prom- promotion is only for listeners that are homeowners. Visit MySolarNerd.com and select Locked On and the How Did You Hear About Us section. Make the switch to solar on your terms. Start the research process by visiting MySolarNerd.com today and show Locked On some love by letting them know that we sent you. Folks, going solar doesn't need to be so complicated. MySolar.com makes it easy check them out right now as always guys you know the drill podcast is free and available on all platforms back into our conversation now let's take a look at the next guys that i have up here for us to take a look at first up i'm thinking is going to be todd munkin the offensive coordinator for the uh, georgia bulldogs currently he is very interesting to me Todd Munkin has had his share all over the place. Um, where was he before this? Uh, I believe he was with the Cleveland Browns at one point as their offensive coordinator. It looks like I am correct. Yeah. And he was also with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers for a few years. He's got a lot of coaching experience, both in the pros and especially in college. He's been coaching since 1989. So, this is a guy who is intimately familiar 
with offenses and conducting really good ones. And his time at Georgia has been exceptional. I mean, he took a solid quarterback in Stetson Bennett and turned him into a national champion and somebody who is absolutely dominating college football right now. Like, I don't think that anyone imagined that Stetson Bennett would end up becoming as quality a quarterback as he is. Uh, currently on the season, he's thrown for 952 yards, five touchdowns, zero interceptions in three games. He also has done a little bit of damage on the ground, 31 yards and three more touchdowns. So, and keep in mind, this is a five foot 11 quarterback that he's turned into more than a game manager. The year they won the national championship last year, he threw 29 touchdowns against just seven interceptions. This is a very smart quarterback. This is a guy who uh, is really able to take the talent that's around him and elevate it. You know, Georgia's had some great running backs over the years and he's made them even better. Look at James Cook and uh, Zamir White end up getting drafted last year. And so far, you know, the, the return hasn't been anything too crazy in the pros, but there's a very good chance both of them are starters in 2023 for their respective teams. Todd Munkin is a super smart guy. He is a little on the older side. I believe he's 59 years old or no, I overshot him a little bit. He'll be 57 next February. So he, again, he's not the youngest guy in the world, but he's certainly not the oldest. And with the experience that he has, he's a very, very intriguing and enticing option for me to kind of take a look at. He would be towards the top of my list for sure. And then I would also want to take a look at um, who was the next guy I had uh, Bill O'Brien. So now we're in my top three where this is kind of like pick uh, not so much like pick as you choose, but like this is kind of like the solidified. These are my three options. I really want Bill O'Brien number three for me. I know Bill O'Brien is not everyone's cup of tea by any stretch of the imagination. I know a lot of people in fact don't like Bill O'Brien. They think he's kind of a jerk and I don't blame him. He's, he is definitely, you know, not the easiest person to get along with. But nonetheless, I mean, the guy knows how to coach. Bill O'Brien is brilliant. Call a spade a spade. That That is a very, very smart student of the game who has had pretty darn good success just about everywhere that he's gone. He had numerous w winning records when he was the head coach for the um, what are they called? The Houston Texans. I believe he had in six seasons, he had like five, four or five winning records. That is not the correct Bill O'Brien. That is, that is Brian O'Brien. I want Bill O'Brien, please. There we go. Uh, let me, let me see. I just want to stat check myself. So in two, four, six, seven seasons, well, he only coached six full seasons. But in those six full seasons, he had five winning records, uh, four division championships. It was just not a great fit for the Texans. They didn't really mesh well between the way that he wants to coach the game and the way the athletes want to play the game. But you look at his time at Penn State prior, and he helped put them back on the map. Penn State was recovering from a lot of, you know, like really serious allegations at the time, you guys can do your own research. I'm not going to get into them here on the show, but Penn State was in some big doo-doo. And Bill O'Brien helped bring them out of that and back to relevance and back with a fresher, cleaner image. 
Uh, he went 15 and nine in his two seasons there before he got the call back up to the NFL, but he ends up putting them in a great situation. James Franklin comes and takes over from Vanderbilt. And now look at Penn state every single year they're competing for the big 10. And a huge reason for that is because of the impact and the mark that Bill O'Brien left on that program. Arizona state is going through some very trying times right now as they're trying to figure out, you know, what's our identity going to be? What are we trying to figure out here? This, that, and the other, we, we need, some kind of discipline, but we also need somebody who's going to get us back in the right direction. And Bill O'Brien could very well be that guy is he can be disciplined. Uh, again, he's not the easiest guy to work with and that's going to deter a lot of people. But I look at uh, Bill O'Brien and he's one of the most attractive options that I see on the market right now. Bill O'Brien, my number three, we're going to get into my number two and number one after this final break. When I talk to you guys about our friends over at Bet Online, BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your pro and college football betting needs and sports information for this season. Find all the latest league developments, game matchups, news, and podcasts, plus more from BetOnline.net. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sports wagering information, including live betting, esports, and scores. The fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite sports and events, including Major League Baseball, MMA boxing, and golf. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action that's happening right now at BetOnline, where the game starts. Do me a favor, guys. If you are not already, make sure that you are subscribed to the Locked On Pac-12 podcast and stay in touch with everything going on within the Conference of Champions. Guys, my boy, Spencer McLaughlin, got to be one of the smartest people in the business. Love talking to him. Uh, he's going to be on the show for sure Thursday. I know I was trying to get him for the Wednesday edition. Uh, schedules didn't line up. So Thursday for sure. I, I already wrote it down and I told him if you don't come on this episode, I am I, I'm never going to speak to you again. But obviously not really. But, you know, definitely check out Lockdown Pac-12, the Conference of Champions. Stay in touch. You want to know everything about Arizona State? Good. We talk about Arizona State. But not only that. You want to know about the rest of your rivals, too. You want to know what's going on with their head coaching searches, as Colorado will probably be doing the same thing here pretty soon. My number two and number one. Honestly, these ones are kind of interchangeable for me, but I did go with an order here. Number two is going to be very tough to get, which is why I put him number two instead of number one, and that's Matt Campbell. Matt Campbell is the current head coach at Iowa State, and goodness gracious, has he been unbelievably successful during his time with the Cyclones? It took him one losing season in 2016 to get Iowa State to no worse than seven win seasons for five consecutive years. And he has currently got Iowa State 3 0. He won a Fiesta Bowl in 2020. By the way, they were ranked ninth in the country by the end of the year. This was a terrific, terrific program that has quickly become like a staple in the Big 12. When you consider the fact that that's like Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, uh, Texas, Baylor, like for Iowa State to be able to stand out amongst the rest of those teams is impressive. Iowa State has never been a program that is consistently competing every single year the way that Matt Campbell has gotten them to that point. 
which is why it would be really difficult to pry him out of that, that out of that out of that job out of that conference. You know, coming to the Pac-12, it, it's definitely a decrease in competition. For what it's worth, we're probably going to end up in the Big 12 anyway. So you know, you can always just make your trip a little a little early and then wind up in the same conference anyway. But he's got a really good thing at Iowa State, and I would not blame him if he didn't want to leave. But for what it's worth, Arizona State is an upgrade. It's, it's a bigger campus. It's a more beautiful campus. It's in better location than the middle of nowhere. And that's not to be offensive to uh, Iowa State at all. It's just, you know, we're in a better location than we are out in wherever it is in Iowa. I'm trying to find that right now. Ames, out in uh, Ames, Iowa. And you have some really good recruiting real estate here. Arizona has great kids right in your backyard. California, short drive west of you. Texas, little bit longer drive, but it's a little bit east of you. When you're in Arizona, that that's great real estate to have surrounding you. You can pull in guys. Arizona State did a good job of getting some Southern California kids like Jaden Daniels to come down to their program. They could pull some Texas kids too. They could easily recruit in their own backyard. That's something that Sean Aguano, by the way, wanted to point out when he took over as the interim head coach is he wants to start focusing on the kids that are in our own backyard, which blows my mind that Herm Edwards and, and uh, Antonio Pierce never really did that. So Matt Campbell has a lot of great opportunities out here in Arizona state. But again, I really would not blame him if he wanted to stay at Iowa state. There's such a good thing going on there. If I am correct in the rumors from a couple years ago, the jets, the New York jets, wanted to interview him for a job and he declined. So when you'd rather stay at Iowa state than go to the NFL, that tells me a couple things. One of the things is it's the New York jets calling you. The second thing is that Iowa state is treating him very well and he loves the program. So I don't anticipate that would be very easy. My number one option, and this is a total pipe dream because there's a few things that need to happen. Matt rule. Matt rule is the current head coach over with the Carolina Panthers this could very well be his last season with the program, though, because it's just not gone his way whatsoever. He does not have any winning seasons. He is drowning, to be honest. It's just the the pros have proven to be a little too much for him. He's got 10 wins in now three seasons and has picked in the top 10 both of the years that he's been there, and they just haven't shown any signs of improving. So. Carolina is likely going to want to move on from him, not because he's a bad offensive mind, not because he's a bad head coach, but because they just it, they they clearly are not working out and they need a change of scenery and direction and leadership. So Matt Rule, though, is brilliant. And I would love for him to wind up down at Arizona State. He had really good success in college. Uh, He had two years in Temple where he had back-to-back 10-win seasons. One of those years, he actually ended up finishing 24th in the AP Top uh, 25 poll, which, if you're Temple, is really, really cool. And then when he came to Baylor, his first year, he was 1-11. But, I mean, that was also Baylor really starting to recover from the Art Bryles scandals and everything and that kind of stuff that was going on. Uh, 2018 goes 7-6, and and then 2019... He goes 11 and three, makes it to the Sugar Bowl, ends the uh, ends the year as the number 13 team in the AP poll, 
and then gets called up to the pros because he's an offensive genius. This is a very, very smart guy. He's relatively young, too. He's going to be 48 at the start of next year. If he were to come to Arizona State, that is massive. Again, one of the biggest things that I'm looking for right now during our head coaching search, I want an offensive-minded guy. There are very few defensive-minded guys that I am looking at right now because you have had back-to-back defensive-minded guys with Herm Edwards and with Todd Grant. I am ready for a change. I am ready to see what the next guy can do, a new philosophy for the program, if you will. This is why a Matt Rule is at the very top of my list. I love the idea of Matt Rule coming to this program and helping turn around Arizona State in a hurry, too. I don't think this is a a situation where Matt Rule comes in and he needs two or three years. I think it could be similar to Baylor, where he comes in and he has a really bad year just to kind of get accustomed. And then he turns him around quickly. I don't think ASU is a 1-11 team with Matt Rule. It could be this year, but if Matt Rule is the head coach, they're not a 1-11 team. So I wouldn't worry about that much. I think this is a team that's capable of being bowl eligible right now with the state of this roster. Truly, with better coaching, this is this is a bowl eligible team. This is a 6-6 six and six football team. That's all you need. Matt Rule is more than capable of getting you to 6-6. Six and six. He's more than capable of lifting you back up into that 7-8, maybe even 9 or 10 win range. He is brilliant. Kids are going to recognize how smart he is, how he's been in the pros, and how he's had major college football success. And the kids are going to look at him, and they're going to understand that Arizona State is actually a very good school, and they're going to want to buy in on turning the program around. Matt Rule can recruit, too. And he's got connections to Texas now. He's he's got some connections to the East Coast for what that's worth. And then again, Arizona's in your backyard. California is just to the west of you. There, this is like a perfect situation for me. Is to get Matt Rule down to Tempe to become the next head coach of the Arizona State Sun Devils. So that is my current order. I'm sure we're going to continue revisiting this conversation as the rest of the year continues to go by. But until then, that's going to go ahead and wrap up this edition of the Locked on Sunbills podcast. Thank you guys so much, as always, for making us your first listen of the day. Remember, we're free and available on all platforms, including YouTube, if you want to check us out in a visual platform. Like and subscribe and turn on notifications wherever you do get your podcast, though. If you're on Twitter, follow me at RichieBrads36 and follow the podcast while you're there as well at LO underscore Sunbills. And stay in touch with all the content that's coming out all the time. But until next time, guys, you keep it locked right here. Unlocked on Sunday.